Hello and welcome to That's in the Bible, show number seven, a potpourri of questions. Troublesome times are here, filling men's hearts with fear. Freedoms we all hold dear, now is at stake. Humbling your hearts to God, sage the chastening rod, seek the way pilgrims trod. Christians away. Jesus is Hello and welcome to That's in the Bible. We'd like to welcome everyone back and I'm in the studio. I'm Eric and joining me via Skype are Steve and Matthew. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Doing very well. Thank you. Now Steve, I know that's not true. <laughs> I, have to I downplay it. <laughs> yeah, you are downplaying it a lot. Because uh, why, why don't you tell the uh, folks? Uh, I know Steve is—he's—he's uh, he's a trooper. He's coming through even with a few busted ribs. He's—he's he's doing the show, and and you may have wondered why we skipped a week. Well, we've—we're going to tell you right now. Steve, what happened? How'd you—how'd you break the ribs? Were you out there contending for the faith? Uh, no, I was uh, being a bit carnal. I think it was the, would probably be the term. Uh, I play basketball on a weekly basis with uh, some other people and. And uh, we play four-on-four, four, full court, and, and uh, we do it mostly for the run, but it gets competitive sometimes. And I had the ball, and a fella decided he wanted the ball, and instead of going around me, he tried to go through me, through my back, and uh, his shoulder hit my uh, uh, the side of my back and uh, broke two ribs. And uh, so they don't do anything for the ribs anymore. They don't wrap them up like they used to and so uh, the reason for that is they told me <clears throat> was the uh, the enemy to bruised and broken ribs is pneumonia so they want you to breathe deeply <laughs> the only problem with breathing deeply <laughs> it hurts <laughs> it hurts and uh, uh, another condition that I have that's complicating things is that I have a chronic uh, post nasal drip <clears throat> which wants me to make me cough, mm-hmm. and I try to stifle the cough, and when I stifle the cough, it sometimes makes my uh, catch my breath or causes me to uh, pause or or lose my voice and, and things like that. So if you hear me uh, rolling on the floor or <laughs> uh, <laughs> screaming and saying, "Hold it, I got a cough," <laughs> you'll understand why. So. All right. Well, we're we're thankful and glad that you could join us. And even if you weren't contending for the faith, but in fact contending for the ball, we're glad, <laughs> we're glad you're here today. Well, we'll do the best we can. And Matt, uh, what kind of health? What kind of shape are you in? I'm in good shape. I'm the youngster of the group. Yeah, Just rub that in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had my back actually had gone out. I had back surgery. I'm not even sure how many years ago it was. Now I think it was. I don't know, 15, 16, maybe even longer than that. Anyway, and um, every now and then my back still kind of goes up. And it went out about the same time Steve was receiving his busted up ribs. So, yes, the two old guys in the in the, in the trio here were, were hurting. You guys are in bad shape. We, we, ah, come on, Eric, let's, let's go play some ball right now. <laughs> we'll show you. Yeah. So, anyway. So, uh, but I'm I'm feeling pretty good. So things are good here. And oh, Steve, uh, again, we thank you for coming on. 
Well, so that's uh, that's it here. I'm located in beautiful central New York. It's it's rainy, but it's you know it's starting to warm up, so that's good. What's happening up there in Syracuse? It's uh, it's raining pretty good today, I guess but uh, but it's nice. It's better than snow, that's for sure. Yeah, raining across New York because I, I talked to Steve before we started, and he said it was pouring there too. Pouring, and uh, the weather's moderated. I mean, obviously it's warmer than it has been, but. But uh, it's just pouring. I mean, we got puddles of water all over the place. It's really coming down. Well, this today's show is going to be a little bit different. It's a little bit different in that we don't have one central theme. And kind of what sparked that was I had a uh, friend of mine that I work with that has listened to our show, and he had a question. And so I took my little handheld digital recorder. Um, I've actually got two. I've got the Adderall... R9, the new Adderall R9. I also have the uh, Zoom uh, H2. I took the Zoom H2 and and recorded his question at work. It's a little noisy, but I think you'll be able to hear the, the question itself. It's about two minutes long. So we'll get to that, and we'll also just kind of talk about a few different issues as we have time, and then we'll, um, we'll move on, because I think I just heard Steve roll over. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> All right, Steve. <laughs> So far. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with our quote of the day. John Witherspoon, signer of the Declaration of Independence, said, I shall now entreat you in the most earnest manner to believe in Jesus Christ, for there is no salvation in any other. If you are not clothed with the spotless robe of his righteousness, you must forever perish. And that, again, is from John Witherspoon, who you can find his signature as a signer of the Declaration of Independence. And, you know, I just can't even imagine if some politician was to to pronounce that today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, how he would be denounced as, uh, what would they call him? They would call him uh, not, what, intolerant, not tolerant, not uh, accepting of others' views and... Bigoted. Bigoted, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't Not be in that good. office after that. It would be <laughs> next a, next term he'd be out. There would be a public outcry for his uh, well not from the Christians and probably not from the common man, but certainly from the uh the vocal uh minority would uh want him out. I'm sure he'd be guilty of uh uh hate speech, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the, Go ahead, Matt. This, this brings up uh, also something that happened. Uh, we have a basketball ministry on uh, Tuesday nights. Uh, no broken ribs yet, Steve, but uh, <laughs> but we do have uh, preaching. We have about 15-minute preaching. Um, and a couple weeks ago, I preached about all the different religions and why there are so many different religions, which will kind of line up with the question today. But but um, the whole thing was is I had a guy come up to me the week later, just this last week, and he said, you know, I've been thinking about the only one way uh, to heaven, which is Jesus Christ. And he said, you know, I believe that, you know, God is just all love and God, you know, uh, that there can't just be just one way, you know, that all these other people, you know, how can you say that they're all going to hell, you know? But that's exactly what he was saying right here was that um, the Bible says in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And, you know, God is love, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
Um, and it's only through Jesus Christ. You know, God is love, but he's also just and he's holy, and he can't let anything that's not has the righteousness of Jesus Christ into heaven. Amen. I'd like to focus a little bit uh, different. I, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree with what Matt just said, but uh, how refreshing would it be to have uh, a public official uh, make a statement such as uh, John Witherspoon made and, and not fear the retribution that would come behind it. I mean, most of the public testimony that comes about, I mean, uh, you know, Bill Clinton said he was a Christian. George Bush said he was a Christian. Jimmy Carter said he was a Christian. Others have stated that they're Christians, but <clears throat> but their public testimony of their of of being a Christian is so I hate to use the word, but it's so lame. Yeah. It's so nondescript that really nobody could be offended by it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not s- saying that people ought to be offended by what we say, but in in the statement that John Witherspoon made, there's no doubt of what he's saying. I mean, he he's fully and and completely trusting in Jesus Christ and believing that Jesus Christ is the only way. He's admonishing or or encouraging others to believe likewise. <clears throat> and the what's what's happening in our in our uh, world today is that people are trying to squelch those that have a, how shall I say, a differing view because they, they're not confident in the view that they have. Uh, in other words, mm-hmm. words, uh, uh, testimony, a belief uh, are no longer subjects for discussion, either to persuade or, or to reject. Uh, people are so insecure in what they believe, they can't tolerate anyone speaking anything differently than what they believe. And so they try to stop it. Uh, the whole separation of church and state is is based upon that very premise. They want people to stop saying things that they're uncomfortable with. Um, I know for, for, excuse me, I know for one thing, the, the Baptist traditionally, the old-time Baptist, gave perfect liberty and license for people to believe what they wanted to believe and publicly state so and publicly live their faith. They were not insecure in allowing other people to, to believe and, and to speak something contrary to what they, what they believe, the Baptist, I mean. Well, we've gotten to the point now where if you stand on a street corner and say that uh, you know you must be born again. People want you to stop. People want you to 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 shut up. Uh, they want the police to silence you. And uh, how refreshing it would be, as I uh, began to say, for people to say what they really mean. Uh, you know, not to be hurtful, not to be mean spirited, but to basically say what they believe. I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I believe that he's, his blood saved me from my sin and, and forgave me of all my, of all my sin and, and has given me the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, there's, we ought to be able to say that. And if you choose to disagree with it, that's your right to disagree. But uh, we, we definitely need to, to have those instead of just this mamby-pamby, uh, 
you know, lukewarm, mystic, uh, you know, what in the world did he say kind of speech, have people really say what they mean. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and there probably wouldn't be any, any doubt or any confusion about John Witherspoon. You wouldn't have to wonder, what is he talking about? Is, it, is that his right. Muslim faith he's talking about or his uh, <laughs> Buddhist faith? Uh, I think it's, uh, there, wouldn't, there wouldn't be any need to even try and have a discussion about that. You would already know. Right. Yeah, it's true. You see all those televangelists on TV, and you could go through a whole hour of them preaching, and you have no idea what they believe because they they're not so, uh, you know, to the point about it. Like I know Steve what they said. believe. <laughs> send, yeah, and send money. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> send money now. Yeah, it's a shame, and and you know that's part of being a, a Christian, and part of being a Christian that. Um, you know, identifies themselves as a Christian. Sometimes we get lumped in, 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 I guess the lost world's eyes as, you know, of that, of that ilk. Well, the problem is, is that Christians nowadays, and I, and when I say Christians, I mean real believers are so afraid of being called intolerant or bigoted that they shy away. And, and so they modify their speech so that they are, uh, less descript in what they believe. So they try to say the politically correct thing, uh, what's politically accepted, instead of what, uh, what the truth is. And uh, we've been shamed, uh, we've been intimidated uh, to use a different form of speech. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, this gentleman, John Witherspoon, uh, at least at the founding of our country, uh, had no problem with his colleagues for making such a statement. And uh, I don't ever remember re- reading about an outcry against him for making such a statement either. Right. Well, he had many others that joined with him, Patrick Henry and, mm-hmm. and many others yeah, that, so. that joined his sentiments. It just shows you how far that we have have slipped as a nation where you, you, you can't feel comfortable in in proclaiming Jesus Christ. It's true. And, and, you know, I just saw on the news the other day, uh, this woman, I believe she was uh, Muslim, and she said, you know, <laughs> Obama's the first president now that, that has actually recognized uh, the Muslims in, in America. And the thing with that is is that, you know, he says he's a Christian and, and all that kind of stuff. But when you look at the, the Muslim faith and how they have over 100 commands to uh, kill anybody that doesn't convert, to their religion, uh, it's it's pretty scary, and and you know I wish that we had more presidents and, and people in office uh, like John Witherspoon that that lifted up Jesus Christ's name that uh, speaks about love, but not only love, but about eternal life through Him and Him alone. All right, well let's go ahead and let's go ahead and listen to our um, question brought by uh, my friend. Um, his name is first name is Jared, and so let's listen to that right now. Yeah, so I'm here with uh, my friend Jared. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing, Mister? Jared, Sam? I know you've listened to our show. I know you've had some questions and uh, some some things that maybe we could could answer. Yeah, I was uh, going online and I was looking at your uh, your website there and kind of thinking of something that came to mind when I was looking at those those titles of your show. Some of the titles that were 
usually you pose a question. Yes. And then you go about answering that question. And I kind of looked at the list there and I thought to myself, well, I have, I have an idea. Mm -hmm. We were talking about coming up with an idea for your next show. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess I'm going to pose my question to you and maybe you can use this for your next show. All right, let's so see. So here's the question I pose to you. We turn to religion for answers, mm -hmm. don't we? Right? To do what's right or what we believe is right because we want to be good Catholics or Christians, etc. People gather together on Sundays to go to church and they do this because they want to pray together, they want to sing together, worship together. Well, I guess my question is, does religion really bring us together or does it just bring those who share the same beliefs that you do together and distance yourself more from those that don't share the same belief as you. You know, I guess an example would be traditionally Catholics marry Catholics, Jews marries Jews. Another example would be if you look at our past history and see all the wars, how many of those wars are due to religion? I can tell you from my standpoint, I want people to believe what I believe. I want my faith to be the right one. But what happens if someone else has a different faith? What happens if they want their beliefs and thoughts to be the right one mm -hmm. and it doesn't match mine? Well, then I see there's a problem. And if we can't see eye to eye, then we have a real problem. Mm -hmm. So does religion really bring us together or does it tend to separate us? Can I ask you a question? Shoot. If they... You said that the people believe in the different religions. People have different, right. People right. come from different religions, different backgrounds, different traditions, correct. If they're different, can they be the same? I don't see too many cases where they see eye to eye. I, I don't, especially those that really have this strong, firm belief. Do you feel that they should see eye to eye? I believe that if you, if you, really, uh, if you really have this, this faith, that there's somewhere that there's, they're intertwined somewhere. It may not be right out there in front of you, but you, you really have to look. And if you're not willing to do that, and you're willing to only look at it one way, I think you could have problems. I, could, I think you can look down on others for thinking one thing while you think another. All right. So, you know, he's, he's said a few things there. Um, and I think, and you guys can chime in as well. I think one of the, the main points that he's making is that he has trouble because I think in his mind, what he's saying is that he views religion, shouldn't religion be about peace and getting along and, and all of us loving one another and, and, and being with one another and having unity, where in fact uh, religion, quote-unquote, has been the center of wars and controversy and hatred and bloodshed. What do you think? Well, I, I guess we could start at the beginning um, obviously, the Lord started in the uh, Old Testament with the nation of Israel with a theocratic um, form of, of, how shall I say, belief, which is combining the church and the state together. <clears throat> but that was disbanded when Jesus Christ came, and uh, Jesus Christ became the center. And it's no longer religion but it's a person, and it's, uh, if you will, a, a dictatorship, if you will, uh, Jesus Christ being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I understand that he's not 
ruling and reigning on this earth. He will do that later on. But he's still uh, the, uh, the focal point of the kingdom of God, which is within us. And uh, when a person trusts the Lord Jesus Christ, they're placed into his body. That body is, uh, I think we talked about it in another podcast, is not uh, subject to denomination. It is subject to being born again. And so what has happened over the years, uh, of course, you can go down through church history, and it would take too long to, to really go through that, but as, as people differed one from another, uh, they kind of, as they would say, birds of a feather flock together. Those that had like beliefs assembled together. Those that did not have like beliefs distanced themselves from the others. And so over the years, denominations would form and uh, belief systems were established. And whether they followed the precepts that Jesus Christ set up or not, was really immaterial. What took a life of its own was the denomination. <clears throat> and so you have people that are uh, following uh, a set of rules, uh, a set of, whether you want to call them sacraments or ordinances and things along that line, that a religion set up. And, and those that established the rid- religion or denomination were meant. It wasn't Jesus Christ. And so, whenever you have men involved in the creation of something, you're going to have problems, because they're going to differ one from another. And the, the thing about it is that man has enough pride within himself to think that he's right and everybody else is wrong. And so, when you combine that with a religion, and then you multiply that and, and compound that with uh, uh a government where you have where they try to establish a theocratic government, uh, a, a God-centered uh, government. I use that term loosely. Then you have people that that are governing over people and punishing those who do not conform. And whether that is uh, a Muslim or a Catholic, or a Congregationalist, as we find in our early um, early church history in, in America, uh, numerous denominations <clears throat> that would persecute and punish those for not adhering, those not he- adhering to their particular belief. And so the, the answer to a lot of the questions that, that uh, this gentleman has asked uh, is that with man-made religion, you're never going to get them to come together because man's pride is involved. And uh, it does divide us, and it does cause wars, because it's not really, it, it's really only mentioning Jesus Christ in name only. It's not really following what Jesus Christ did. Mm-hmm. When, I, I don't mean to dominate here, but when Jesus Christ uh, was approached by one of his disciples. And somebody was uh, casting out devils, but they didn't walk with the disciples. Mm-hmm. You know what the Lord told them? He said to leave them alone. Yeah. 
He didn't say to, to, to beat him over the head or persecute him or kill him because he didn't follow along. He said to leave him alone. Now, if you're to follow Jesus Christ's example, then that ought to be the example we follow. If you have somebody that you don't agree with, someone that doesn't follow your belief system, let them alone. If you want to discuss the, uh, the differences and try to persuade through, through verbal, how shall I say, argue, not argument, but uh, discussion, discussion, mm-hmm. discussion, and you persuade that person to come to your side, that's one thing. But to put a gun or a sword or, or a threat of death somehow. To burn them at the stake. To burn them at the stake or, or uh, torture them flog them, whatever, <clears throat> to get them to come to your, to your point of view is totally anti-Christian. And uh, one, just one other thing that, that was mentioned, you know, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> the statement was made is, is that I want my faith to be the right one. <clears throat> and I think, humanly speaking, we all want that. But if you were to spend some time in the Word of God, you find out that that what man does is uh, always comes out in a mess. And if you really want to follow and, and have the right one, you ought to follow the one that Jesus Christ started. Amen. You ought to adhere to His commands. There's a lot of truth in what you just said there, Steve. <clears throat> and, and looking at... Uh, just another aspect of that, if, if we think about man getting together, especially without God, it's never a good thing. Mm-mm. I mean, even looking at, I mean, I'm thinking of uh, Genesis 11, the, the Tower of uh, Babel, right? when uh, they all got together and, and um, what did he say? And I think it's verse 6, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And so uh I think there's something I think there's something inherently inherently you know inside of man that, that they just go the wrong way when they do all get together and uh it's it's never a good thing. Yeah, and you know the Bible says uh you know there is a way that seemeth right unto a man uh, but the end of their the end thereof is destruction. And that's the bottom line is, you know, we, we've said it many times here is you have to have a final authority. Now, whether that be yourself is the final authority on what's to say is the right religion or what is the wrong religion or, you know, who's right or who's wrong. Many people just say, well, you know what, I'm going to be my final authority on what, the, you know, the final religion is going to be. And they say, you know, you know, pretty much pick out of a bargain bin. Hey, this one kind of fits my lifestyle. This is what I'm going to, you know, believe in. Um, but as a Bible believer, you have to really check out and make sure uh, which, which uh, if, you, if we actually have the Word of God here on earth. Now, if we do have the Word of God here on earth, then we have to adhere to that uh, if we want to find out what the real religion is. And, and again, that's what I preached about uh, a couple weeks ago at basketball, was that why are there so many different religions in the world? And the bottom line is um, many put themselves up on a pedestal and say, hey, you know, I'm my final authority. This is what's right and this is what's wrong. 
But when you search it out, and we'll we'll do another show on this on how on the uh, King James Bible why that's uh, God's uh, perfect word that He's kept through the ages. And once you have that final authority established that that's the word of God, the King James Bible, then you have to go and and weed out all the other religions as well and say, okay, this isn't uh, correct according to God's word. This is correct according to God's word. And again, it's a it's just a relationship with Jesus Christ. And and I looked up the word religion uh, in a Webster's dictionary to see what kind of the world thinks about religion. Uh, and it says, uh, and I quote here, the service and worship of God or the supernatural. Now, if you use that def- definition for religion, uh, then yes, religion most definitely can cause wars and strives and division. Like, for example, Jesus Christ was crucified uh, because of religion. Jesus Christ was crucified by the scribes and Pharisees. Um, and they were the most religious groups of the day. What the scribes and Pharisees did was they uh, took God's laws uh, that he had given to them and actually added on to them. And, uh, and they forgot really what the whole point of it was, was to worship God. Uh, and they just made it just kind of, you know, just a, just a rule that they had to keep going through. Uh, now, there are many religions in the world today, but God says there's only one true God. Uh, and God is a God of one, a God of unity. Uh, but only one certain type of unity. And this can be found in the Bible in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6, where it says, There is one body, which is the church, and one spirit, even as you are called in one, uh, in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through, you, through all and in you all. Uh, so for all those that say, well, why can't we just have... Uh, why can't we all just get along? Why does religion have to divide us? You're right. Just accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, we don't have to be divided. Uh, those that are saved and are reading God's Word daily and living for God uh, bear the fruits of the Spirit, which is found in Ephesians chapter 5. You start in verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, uh, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, meekness, temperance, and against such there is no law. Now imagine uh, if everyone exhibited these characteristics. That would be great. But people don't accept Christ as their Savior because uh, the Bible says that most will receive Jesus as their, that won't receive Jesus as their Savior uh, because of their own loss. And you'll see that in Second Peter chapter three verse three. Uh, now the whole thing is that you know if your heart is not right, uh, God will give you uh, conflicting authorities, and that's why we have different Bible versions. Uh, you know, a lot of people say well, this is the right way, this is the wrong way. But again, it all comes down to a final authority on what. Um, what what the answer is and uh the question was was a lot of times we turn to religion for answers and the biggest answer is where am i where am i going to be um after this life is over and that's the biggest thing and i want to choose the correct answer i want to i want to find the word of god that says hey this is how you get to heaven and if it causes division you know other people say well that's not right well hey this is god's word this is what god says uh if it causes division so be it and, uh, you know, some people, Matt, listening to that, I'm thinking of particularly people that are not Christians going to look at that and say, well, these guys are just saying we all have to believe in Jesus Christ, that we, we have to believe their way, and any other way causes division. That's right. I mean, God God set it up so that there is only one way, and you see all throughout uh, the Old Testament and and all throughout uh, the history of of this world, uh, you see a lot of wars and going on because of religion. Like Steve said, you know it it uh, that that's man made religion kind of stuff. And and the whole thing is that you have um, these people setting up 
um, trying to set up this utopia down here on this earth. Uh, but again, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the bottom line is we're not, you know, if you don't believe uh, this certain way, I'm not going to enforce it. I'm not going to say, hey, you know, uh, you have to go to jail, anything like that. But but as true Bible believers, yeah, we do believe that Jesus Christ is the only way because our final authority, the Bible, uh, God's perfect words tells us that's the only way. And again, if we're true Bible believers, uh, we care for people, whether you be uh, somebody in Africa, whether you be somewhere all the way across the world that believes in some other kind of belief. Hey, you know, it's it's a free country, a free world. You can uh, believe what you want. Um, but if I truly believe that you're uh, destined for eternity in a lake of fire, uh, I want to say, hey, stop. You know, this is this is what God says is the only way to heaven. Well, uh, let me expand a little bit more on, on that in, in the remark that you made, Eric. Uh, those that may not be believers in, in uh, you know, saying that, I don't remember exactly how you put it. I think uh, it was something to the effect of, you know, anyone that doesn't believe in Jesus Christ is causing division or something along that mm-hmm. line. Um, that's really not a true statement because uh, even believers, I, I think that there would be some things amongst us three that we would disagree on. Uh, you know, if we pushed long enough and hard enough, we would find some things that we don't agree with amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the uh, some of that may be because of our own pride. Some of it may be because of our own background. <clears throat> I know that, that the Lord says this in Philippians. It says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, and any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercies, Fulfill ye my, my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also, uh, also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So the goal as born-again believers, is to be of one mind, of one accord. The thing is, the problem is, and this may be a, a subject for another <clears throat> another podcast, is that we still have, even though we're born again, we still have the old nature living inside of us. And that old nature is controlled by our own pride. And as much as we may try to, <laughs> excuse me, <sighs> put down that pride, it still surfaces even as born-again believers. Yes. And so we, we struggle with that, and we, we are divided in that, in that regard. But that's not the goal. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I think amongst us three, we want to be of one accord, of one mind, as Jesus Christ. And the key to that is not to think of yourself, but to think of others. And uh, that's really where it, where it all stems, or where it all boils down to. You know, uh, there was a statement in that uh, uh, recording that you had there, Eric, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where it said something. I don't remember if it was you or if it was if it was uh, your friend there. Said uh, if they are talking about religions, if they are different, are they the same? And uh, Yep. I think really the question if, I asked him <clears throat> to to answer that 
<clears throat> you really can boil religions down to one of two things. Either a system of do's or a system of done. And what I mean by that, whether uh, it, it is an Eastern religion or a form of Christianity, there are several forms of Christianity that say that you have to do something in order to merit God's favor. Uh, Eastern religions have the same premise, where there's something that you must do in order to gain enlightenment or, or whatever, <clears throat> whatever their, their a higher reincarnation or, or whatever it is. There's a system of dues, a system of rules that you have to follow. And uh, the traditional put your good works in the scale on one side and, and your bad works on right. the other and see how they pan out and, and will determine whether God is favorably looking upon you or not. <clears throat> and the system that, that Jesus Christ has presented to us in the New Testament is that of, of its done. It was done for us. Not that we have to earn his favor, but he died so that we could have eternal life. <clears throat> in fact, it's, it's talked about in Romans chapter 5 as being a free gift. I believe Romans chapter 6 also says that as well, 6.23, that it's a free gift. And it's already done for us. It's, it's a matter of receiving or believing what Jesus Christ said, uh, receiving or believing his sacrifice is sufficient to pay for our sins as, you know, the payment and us receiving the reward for that belief. So when you say, uh, you know, our uh, different religions are different, are they the same? Uh, you have to say, yes, they are the same because they all come with a system of works, whether it's uh, Catholicism or, or uh, uh, Seventh-day Adventist or other denominations which can call themselves Christian <clears throat> or Muslims or Eastern religions. They all have a system of, of, of dues, of works, whereas real biblical Christianity is a system of done. And uh, hopefully that maybe answers the question, maybe clarifies that a little bit. And that is, that is a, you're right, Steve, that's a huge difference mm -hmm. when you compare all the other religions that, I, and I agree, that all the other religions, they're, they're, there's an element of works to them that they're working their, their way to, um, if it's not heaven, you know, to the next plane or whatever it might be. But it's mm -hmm. always about what you can do where in Christianity, it's it's already been done. You mm -hmm. just have to to receive it and believe Amen. it. Um, and and I don't know. We could go on and on about that, couldn't we? That, yeah, we could. I mean, it, it's so hard to try to convince someone who has been brought up in a religion, and then try to to show them either from scripture or or verbal argument that they have believed in a system that is flawed. They may have terms within that belief system that are similar, uh, whether it's Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, Trinity, uh, even salvation. 
But when it comes to the crux of the matter, when you find out what a person needs to do in order to have eternal life, when they say, well, I've got to have this, I've got to have this, got to have this, got to have this, <clears throat> you know that they're in a system of works. Mm-hmm. When you hear someone say that, that I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior and his blood cleansed me from all my sin, you realize that it's a system of done. Yeah, amen. Right. And and the 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 personhood of of Jesus Christ. I mean, the Godhead of Jesus Christ. That part of the Godhead mm-hmm. um, is so different than you know than any other of the other re, quote unquote religions because he 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 accomplished the work that everyone else is trying to do for themselves, and we know that we could not have lived a sinless, perfect life and could not have paid. The sin debt that we owed, right? That it, that it had to be um, a sinless sacrifice. Um, and the other thing, if you look at Jesus Christ as a historical figure, I mean, there's no doubt that he, in fact, lived and walked the earth. But yet, he also claimed to be God manifest in the flesh, mm-hmm. fulfilling all the Old Testament prophecies of of him coming. And and then he rose again. He he had power over death. You see, right. you see no other religious leader that was able to have power over death. And if he, if the other religious leaders that are all rotting in their graves don't have power over death, what hope can there be for their followers? Right. Yeah, Absolutely. That's, that's right. I mean, you know, we look, we we talk about the gospel all the time, which which means good news, and and really the other religions don't have that. Like you said, Eric, is that. We have a Savior that rose again from the dead. And when you look in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and uh, verse 1, Paul says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. And verse 3 is the gospel right here. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and then he was buried, and then he rose again the third day, according to the, to the scriptures. Now, the thing with the other religions is that they don't have any um, um, uh, any resolution to get rid of their sins, to wash away their sins. Uh, they like again, they say they have the scale where they put the good works to the bad works, all that kind of stuff on on different sides and see which one weighs out. Um, but the bottom line is that God says that. Um, that if we've offended at one point, we are guilty of all in James chapter 2, verse 10. So if we've just uh, committed one sin, then all that sin stacks up on one side, and, and there's no way we can get to heaven. Um, and all the other religions don't have uh, a Savior that, that can actually wash away all their sins, except for biblical Christianity. So if you go up to any other religion and say, well, hey, well, you know, what can you do with your sins? How do you wash away your sins? They don't have an answer for that. Um, but uh, through Jesus Christ, we do. And the, and the key thing about Christianity is whether you, you agree with anything that we've said on this podcast or any of the podcasts that we've had, you still have to make a decision about what you personally are going to do with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. You can't get away from that fact. He was a historical person in history, just more evidence for his actually having walked the earth than there was for Julius Caesar. Well, you know, Eric, you were talking about the resurrection just a, a moment ago, and, and really that is what makes the distinction 
from any other religion. I'm, I'm reading in 1 Corinthians 15. Matt was just there. But it says this in verse 16. For if the dead rise not, then is, uh, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are asleep, or fallen asleep in Christ, are perished. If in this life, I'm sorry, uh, verse 19 it says, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and again, that resurrection has distinguished himself from all the other religious leaders. If, if that resurrection is not so, then we're still in our sins, uh, our faith is vain, uh, we're all miserable wretches because we have no hope. Our hope is in Jesus Christ and the resurrection because he lives, we have the hope that we will live. And uh, that's what makes uh, biblical Christianity different than any other, is that we have a hope that uh, surpasses anything. It's not a, not a, you know, oh, I hope this is going to take place. No, it's a hope that's steadfast and sure and something that we're looking forward to. It is something that it can give us confidence in what we believe instead of, you know, meandering around in, in philosophies and changing from one to the other because, you know, the, the ideals that we originally believed of, you know, just have vanished away or, or have lost their, its luster. With the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I don't think you can get any higher than that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, yeah. go ahead, Matt. I was just going to add a little bit to that, too. I mean... Uh, we have something, again, that n- no other religion has. That, that they don't have that assurance that they're going to heaven. Uh, I was just looking at Ephesians chapter 1, and starting in verse 11, it says, "...in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will." Verse 12, "...that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ." And in verse 13, it says, "...in whom you also trusted." which is Jesus Christ, after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And uh, if you go over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, we see uh, how long we're sealed till. And it says in verse 30, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. We're, so we're sealed until Jesus Christ comes back and takes us home. Um, and also in, uh, I believe it's John chapter 10 verses 27 and 28 it talks about jesus christ we're in his hand and no man's able to pluck us out and uh no other religion has that the, many of them are just kind of wondering you know we go door knocking we we witness on the streets and then the biggest question is are you 100 percent sure you're going to heaven and uh if you're it's not a uh uh Bible-believing Christian that's accepted Christ as your Savior, you don't know for sure, and, and that's what you get. Just people that say, well, I hope so, I'm, I'm trying so. Again, back to the works. And, uh, you know, biblical Christianity, you can know for sure that you're going to heaven. I know, you know, just hearing us talk and, and kind of listening, <clears throat> knowing some of the things that I've already said, one of the things I think that was in that uh, recording was, uh, you know, others looking down on others, you know, because we think we're right and everybody else is wrong. And somebody listening to this podcast may have that uh, impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I, I think that they, if they have that impression, they have a wrong impression. Yeah. It's not that I'm looking down upon anybody, but when you have something firmly uh, uh, etched in your heart uh, that it's proven itself over and over and over again, as you read the scriptures and and it's reinforced uh, on a daily basis, uh, sometimes we begin to speak with a confidence in what we believe. That confidence sounds as if we're being, uh, you know, we think we're right and everybody else is wrong. Well, that's not the case. We believe the Word of God is right and everything else is wrong. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. And it also uh, doesn't sound as if we have compassion, but the very the the very reason that we're doing this podcast, the very reason that we go onto the street, the very reason that we go door to door, is because we do have compassion. And it's if it's done the right way, and I know that there are people out there that don't do it the right way. But we're presenting something to those that have differing views. And again, as we've said in other podcasts, if you choose to believe otherwise, you have that choice. Amen. We're not going to take a, a, a knife, a gun, and stick it to your head or your back and tell you you have to believe what we believe. You don't have to believe anything that we've said. Now, we believe that you are wrong in making that decision but we're not going to take the right of, of you to believe what you want to believe away from you. So don't confuse our confidence in what we believe for being condescending. And don't think that we think we're right and everybody else is wrong. Uh, we're, just, we're just happy and glad that the God of this universe looked down upon us and had mercy on us and offered us something that we couldn't do for ourselves and we just believe we had enough sense to trust Christ for our salvation that uh, uh, gave us a shot at something that we would never be able to see on our own, and that's heaven. Amen. Amen. That's, that's, I don't think there's anything to be added to that, Steve, that was well-spoken. You know, we, we, it's the joy of, of serving a risen Savior. Amen. All right, well, that's going to do it for today. And I know we had originally thought we were going to have a potpourri of questions and things to talk about, but, you know, I think uh, I'm glad the show went the way it did and that we were able to, to center again on, the, on, on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll be back again, hopefully, uh, Lord willing, next week with uh, ribs mending, back mending. <laughs> And Matt, of course, being the young uh, buck that he is, still standing strong. I'm the young stallion of the group. (laughs) What's that about pride that goes before a fall? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There it is. Well, I hope next episode I haven't fallen and broken it. Well, we're praying that you don't either, man. Pray for me on Tuesday. I got basketball, so pray for me. Well, just... Apparently, don't get in the way of the guy with the, uh, have his elbow out or how to. He had his shoulder down. Shoulder down. He's like running the linebacker there. Oh, man. Big time. Yeah, put down those not to go and play at Steve's basketball game. <laughs> These guys sound like they're out to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, they get competitive sometimes, but that's good. Yeah. Amen. 
All right. Well, thanks, guys, for taking the time to join us again. And we'll look forward to you seeing you guys uh, healthy and well on, on our next show. Amen. All right. Bye-bye. Coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet, Many will meet their doom. Trumpets will Trumpets sound. Trumpets will surely sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous meet in the skies. Going where, going where no one dies. Heavenward bound. Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or noon. Trumpets will surely sound. All of the dead shall rise. Righteous be in the skies. Going where, going where no one dies. Heavenward.